Welcome to Grace Gospel Worship Center in-house and online tonight. Uh, we're going to go before the Lord in prayer and just ask him to move and intervene in those that are sick and that are shut in right now and that he'll have his hand on our service tonight. Father, we come before you tonight, Lord, and we just thank you for allowing us to come together and uh, be online with people. God, your people, we ask you to bless this evening, Lord God. Allow your word to infiltrate and move and intervene and inspire and encourage, Lord God, to uplift and for that, Lord, we will understand the reason for the season. I pray, God, that those that are sick, that you will touch them. Move and intervene in their behalf. Those that are having sore throats that are aching and having pain in their body, whatever they're going through, be it a flu, whatever they are, Lord God, in, in sickness. We're asking by the power and the authority of the Word of God and the Holy Ghost, we ask that they be healed in Jesus' name from every sickness. In Jesus' name we pray. God, we honor you tonight. We thank you for bringing us together. We pray blessings on everyone that's online and in the house of the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen, and you may be seated in Jesus' name. Um, I, I, I'm, I feel like uh, it's the season that we need to understand why Christmas is such a, and December is such an exciting month. Um, and so I, I was born in 1962, but in 1963 there was a song, and it said, Do You Hear What I Hear? And in, it was sung by Bing Crosby. It was number two in 1963. The, way, the words go, say the, said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb, do you see what I see? A star, a star dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite. With a, and said the little lamb to the shepherd boy, do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the sky, shepherd boy, do you hear what I hear? A song, a song high above the trees with a voice as big as a sea, said the shepherd boy to the mighty king. Do you hear what I hear in your, your palace, warm mighty king? Do you know what I know? A child, a child shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold, said the king to the people everywhere. Listen to what I say. Pray for peace. People everywhere, listen to what I say. The child, the child sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light. Amen. So tonight, my message or my kind of beginning this month, I really want to try to make this month an awareness month of the reason that we celebrate Christmas. Amen. In Matthew 2, 1 through 3, the scripture reads, now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, the king Herod, be I'm sorry, Whew. days of Herod, the king beheld there, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. I've come to kind of 
ask you, do you see what I see? And I'm kind of wanting to bring scripture to you for us to see the season that we're in. Here we are once again all ready to begin our time of remembrance. Once again of the birth of baby Jesus. I don't know about you, but I often look and always have looked very forward to this time of the year. I must admit, the older I become, the faster time seems to move. It just, it's moving faster and faster. I begin this joyous season in full and great expectations that God will move miraculously in our church, that we will see great signs and wonders, and that we will see prodigals return. But I want to challenge us this season to not become complacent, but look with great anticipation of what God has in store for the season. Let's remember what the season is and what it's all about. Christmas is all about. I am reminded the words of, five, of a five-year-old who was showing his Christmas presents to his grandmother when she asked, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? The little five-year-old grandson thought about it for a moment. After a brief pause of thought, he finally said, no, but that's okay. It wasn't my birthday. And so uh, that is the true heart of a Christian. Amen. That is really a true heart, the true heart of a Christian. I don't know what you love most about Christmas. For some, it's the sound of the seasons. For some, it's the weather. For some, they love the music and laughter. They love to hear choirs of caroling and children grin, grinning and giggling as they open their presents. And, and um, you know, we see, uh, we see Christmas mentioned and we see it spelled out with Christ in it. Amen. And not with the X. Uh, 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 we've, we've come, the world has become very calloused and cold uh, with Christmas. And, and the word Christmas to most children and the vision that, comes to their minds is a jolly old man in red in a red suit who delivers toys to them unless they've been taught different right some think of lights and decorations in the city streets i've seen some beautiful pictures that brother and sister uh greg and paulette thompson have posted on their facebook to see the beautiful city lights of dc uh, to see city walks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. If I can remember back in the day that my parents would take us to D.C. and we'd, that's when J.C. Penney's and Macy's was, would decorate their windows and, I mean, it was beautiful and they would take us down there and that's what we would go see and then we'd go to the big Christmas tree and walk around the big Christmas tree and things like that. But some think Christmas trees, uh, some think of Christmas Trees decked with beautiful lights and ornaments. For many people, the favorite thought that comes to their minds is a picture of a large of large stadiums filled with fans watching a bunch of men uh, play with an inflated pigskin. And some, sadly, Christmas conjures up images of wild parties, drunkenness, and all kinds of things. Some love the smells of the season, the pine the Christmas tree in your house, the pine, right? The peppermint and popcorn, the fresh baked pies and Christmas dinner. But for me, I guess it's always been the lights for the season. You 
to decorate the house all the time for the kids. Even when my grands were living there last year, I decorated. My wife decorated this year just the inside. But I love to see lights. I love to see Christmas lights. When I was little, they would even take us through. Back then, every neighborhood decorated. There were white, white lights on homes, red lights and green lights and orange and gold. And I love to see the street lights and people's yards all decorated up. I love to see uh, how, our down, how everything's decorated downtown and our parks. And I've always loved to see Christmas cheer. Amen. The joy of Christmas. I want us to look together this evening. I, I want us to, uh, I'm hoping that we can see what I see in the Word of God. I wonder what I would have seen and heard had I had been there that night when Jesus was born. It is a question I wonder about this time of year. Would I have seen and heard the choirs of angels singing? Would I simply, or would I simply have heard the sounds of the animals in the barnyard shuffling around? Would I have seen the star in the sky at night? Or simply two poor and very frightened kids that was giving birth to the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. Would I have understood the message of Emmanuel, God with us, or would the cosmic implication of that evening have passed me by? I often wonder, do you see what I see? I am sure those found in Bethlehem that glorious night could have seen and heard entirely different scenarios or scenes. I believe this because even today all in the uh, today all in the church are not all spiritually tuned into God's voice. God never presents himself in revelation in a manner in which we are asked personally to believe. We are to believe in Christ period. We're always left with an option for that is God's way. You get a choice whether you worship him or you don't worship him, whether you serve him or whether you don't serve him, whether you believe that he was birthed by a virgin. Thus, one person can say it's a coincidence because they've been given a choice. While another sees the face and feels the hand of God. Thus one person can say, don't, don't know why I came to church today. While another says, what a powerful worship experience we had today. Why, why, why do we come to church? We come to see the King of Kings. To see the glorious power of his awesome Holy Spirit that operates in our services. We had a tremendous move of God Sunday. Tremendous move. But, but some people just can't wait for the message to get over so they can go. But there's a day coming that they're going to wish they had spent some time celebrating and worshiping 
the king of kings. Remembering why that baby was born on Christmas Day. I know that this year, this not exactly the right uh, calendar of maybe biblical calendar, but this is the day that America celebrates Christmas. So while I, while another says that sermon was just for me, right? Another says the preacher was talking about me. Thus, one person can say we are not a supporting church, supporting church family. While another says, what a loving church family we have. It all depends on how spiritually tuned in to God we are. Took place that night. You see, the choirs of angels were singing. They were, they were, uh, while the angels were singing, they were being drowned out by the haggling and the trading and the, and the things that were going on in Jerusalem. So the, most of the people didn't know what was happening in the manger. Most of the people didn't know what was taking place in that, in that, uh, 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 that stall where the animals were. But there was a bright star in the sky. But the only ones apparently paying any attention to it were pagan astrologers from the east. If anyone did see Mary and Joseph on that most fateful night, they were too preoccupied with their own problems to offer any assistance to them. Right? Yes, I wonder, do you see what I see? I didn't come to preach no spectacular message. My hope and my desire is, is do you see what I see? Coming from a manger, a baby, and an infant that walked this earth 33 and a half years and gave himself for you and I, do you see what I see? Do you see the love of Christ? You see, I wonder if we really see it. You see, what we see and what we hear in life depends not upon the events, but rather who we are as people. Right, we can. I, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm trans. I'm gonna be transparent. Sometimes I can be so caught up and busy, knowing I got A, B, C, D, E, F, G to do, that I can miss. Right, I cannot take enough time and slow down. And sometimes we all get in that mode and we just keep on. Right, and so we never. There is never no time to recognize the beauty of Christ, to recognize who God is in our lives, to recognize who he is and, and why we are even, thank God we're alive today. Amen. Right, I was thanking him earlier today. I was like, God, I just thank you for allowing me to be awake and allowed me, allowing me to be in my right mind. I'm, I'm thankful that, that I'm able to, to, to just be grateful and thankful. But it's not what it, it, the problem is, it's not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside of us. That's why God does not listen to our mouth, but he listens to our heart. A lot of people got a lot of lip service, but he looks to what's going on in the heart. Amen. We see from our hearts. Our hearts are, dip, are, are a different place. That's why we see things so differently. Oh, yeah. 
Had I been there at Bethlehem that night, I would have seen, I would have understood, would you? I've said that many a time. Oh, if I'd have been there, I know I'd have been chasing that star, getting into the, I want, I want to be right up there where Joseph and Mary was. I, want to, I would want to see baby Jesus being birthed. Or would I have been just like those in Jerusalem who were haggling and dealing and bartering and while things were going on and drinking and being merry up in the, the inn where there was no room for Mary and Joseph but, the, but in the stable. While everybody was in their warm rooms, here's Mary and Joseph giving birth to baby Jesus with animals in a stall. What have you seen in the earliest stages of this Christmas season when you watch the 6 o'clock news? A lot of killing. Thank you. Doesn't make me have a merry spirit. But that's because the world needs Jesus. They need the Lord. Did, did You know, we see chaos. We see strife. We see murder we see robbing stealing when you went out to do your shopping did you see only hordes of people in the stores or did you notice the worried expressions on their faces worried because they are facing this christmas without employment maybe or maybe they don't know how they're going to get their next meal, whether, they, whether or not they'll have enough money to make their next mortgage. Do you see what I see? Would you have seen the star if you had been there? You see, the gospel writer Matthew tells us about it. You see, the wise men have come following the star, and they show up on Herod's doorstep. And here's the question they ask. Where is that? Where is he? That is being that, that that is born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now here you have to understand Herod was worried. He wanted to find this child that was being born because he wanted that child to be killed. Because he didn't want nobody to come up against his kingdom. Because in his mind it was someone trying to take his place. So when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood right over where the young child was. And, and when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceeding great joy when they saw this. The Bible in Matthew tells us that there was a star seen on the first Christmas night. And Matthew says that it was a star that led some seekers to the stable to see the Savior. Since they felt that such a great event would be well published in, uh, uh, in and around Jerusalem, after all, this child was the king of the Jews. They went to Herod and asked where we might find him. For we have seen his star. You see, the message delivered to Herod was not received with the same excitement in which they had delivered it. Because he was beginning to think things the worst. The Bible says that Herod was troubled by this news. 
Instead of rejoicing, he became afraid. He became worried, possibly that this, this young child would eventually take his position, that his position would be in jeopardy. Herod's plan was to destroy Jesus any way he could. Before we are too quick to excuse ourselves from this part of the message, let's rest here just for a moment, if you don't mind. If we're not careful, our actions could be a bit backwards. Maybe we have also tried to destroy our Savior. We are all written epistles. It's very important that we can try to conduct ourselves as children of God. When you profess to be a child of God, you need to be very, very cautious of actions and, and your ways and what you do as a child of God. It's very important that we don't get caught up in greed, that we don't get caught up in the hate of this world. Because there's a lot of hate in this world. Don't allow envy to rob you of God's blessings. People have fallen away from God because they envied the wealthy. They envied those that had bigger homes and they've lost out with God. I'm praying that you'll catch a glimpse of the star. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm praying that it will cause you to lift your hands up to worship him. For he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. When we are able to get a glimpse of our savior, I, 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 I'm, trying, I'm hoping you see what I see. I see a savior. He will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings beyond your, uh, your wildest imagination. You see, Herod had the opportunity to bow and worship the newborn king, but yet he resisted to bow to Jesus. He had the opportunity to rejoice that the Messiah was there and had been born. He had, he, he, but he chose not to worship him. Instead, he chose to try to destroy him. What would we have, what would we have seen that day if we had been there? Would we have seen what the wise men saw that day from the east? Would we have seen the star? Would we have seen the opposition? Would we have seen the rejoicing? Or would we have seen the reveling? Would we have seen the rejoicing or the reveling? What, would we have seen the praise or would we have seen the pain? Would we have seen Jesus, or would we have seen the jealousy? God warned the wise men of Herod, Herod's evil plan. So they went a different way, so he could not follow them. He tried to prevent Jesus from coming. He tried to nullify his power by tempting him in the wilderness. You see, the devil been trying to get rid of Jesus for a long time. He tried to mess him up in the garden of Gethsemane. And even at the cross, the devil tried to stop Jesus Christ from fulfilling his purpose. But he could not stop the plan of Jesus. He gave us the plan of salvation. You see, the wise men of the east came seeking the Christ child, for they had seen his star. And when they found him, they fell down and worshipped him there. There is nothing like the joy that comes from somebody when they come into the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Amen? That's why we come collectively together to worship. That's why we, when, when, we, when our praise team and our worship leader sings and the music plays, it's, it's, it's preparing the way. It prepares the way for the presence of the Lord to come into the house of the Lord and to prepare people's hearts, to prepare people's minds, to help them get rid of all the thoughts that they had just left home from. Maybe a bad husband or a bad child or a bad wife or just finding, losing their job, whatever it may be, right? We come to the house of the Lord. It's a place for us to entertain the presence of God and to worship him. I don't know how long they sought him, but I do know that when they found him, it was worth every effort that they had made to get there. You will never be disappointed when you find Jesus. It will be worth whatever it takes for you to get there and give yourself up to him. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I, do you see what I see? Do you remember when you sought the Lord? Do you remember when you came into his presence? Do you remember when you found him, when the presence of his spirit was in you? How he delivered you, how he healed you, how he turned your life around, how he put joy in your heart and a bounce in your step. Do you remember? What else? I got a question for you. What else can we find during the joyous season? If you look to Jesus, you can find a lot of things. I would like you to look down the road with me. Let me see if I can describe one more scene for us. It wasn't much of a place, but it was his. It had been his father's before him and his father's and so and so on. So there was many places like this in town. It wasn't too much of a town. Just a small town down the road, but it was the home of David. In fact, this very inn was built on land that belonged to the family of David. Some said it was the exact spot of the house where David was born. Imagine that. A king being born right there. Do you see what I see? You can't write a you cannot write a book like this has been written how God has uh, by the Holy Ghost has given men the ability to write the Bible. People try to write novels but they can't write the Bible. A king being born right there. That made the town special, but still not very big. He thought about that on this day of all days. People were streaming in, still streaming in from everywhere. He had never seen so many in his town. Where did, all they, where did they all come from? Business was good, almost too good at his place. And all the thatched rooms, all the rooms were taken. People were camping in the courtyard. The sights and sounds, the smells of people, animals milling around, almost drowned out the sight and sound of the coins that were being shuffled. As he moved about the crowd, he watched and he listened 
he was still nervous about some of the things he had seen and heard. There was a great deal of anger and hostility in this bunch of weary travelers. You see, the orders from Rome were being bitterly opposed, but grudgingly obeyed. The census was Caesar's way of keeping the Roman boot on the necks of the Jews. No one liked it, but what could they do? The penalty for rebellion was a swift and was swift and certain. So they came. It was more than inconvenient. It was just draining to them. There were proud people there. They were all around. They hated the common people. Those born of the house of David had to report to the home of David, to this little town whose name meant the house of bread. Well thought, the innkeeper to himself, if anyone more show up, there will be no more bread. The mood of the travelers had begun to change. There was an almost festive attitude now. He breathed a sigh of relief as he turned toward the gate of his inn. There were still more seeking admittance. Only a few more and then he would have to turn them away. There was little enough room now and some were begging to, come, begging to get in. Night was now falling in the little town of Bethlehem. He glanced to the distant hills. Do you see what I see? The glow of the cooking fires meant that the shepherds of the temple flocks were setting down for their evening. He laughed to himself about the irony of it. Those dirty, profane shepherds tending animals that were destined to be used for sacrifice in the holy place in the temple. What a contrast, lowly shepherds and unblemished lambs. Those shepherds wouldn't even be allowed entrance into the temple grounds to see their perfect animals used in the sacrifice. He turned again to the gate. The innkeeper noticed more travelers. He had already seen, he had already sent some away. His inn was simply too crowded to accept any more lodgers. Opening the gate, he saw two of them standing there. They were staggering against the donkey tied to the post. The three of them had the same look about them. A man, a woman, and the beast were utterly exhausted. In the dim light, it was hard to distinguish their features. But by the swell of her robe, it was obvious that this was a very pregnant woman. He stepped outside the gate holding his lantern high. Concern was etched on his face, of the, on the face of the man as he glanced at the woman by his side. She was so young. The man spoke first, please, sir. We have traveled quite distance. Could you provide lodging for us tonight? The others he had turned away in the last hour or so who had needed lodging. But somehow these two were different. Do you see what I see? It was more than the fact that the young woman was evidently near her time. There was fear, almost panic in, his, in the eyes of the man 
whom she had taken to be her husband. The man spoke again, I must find shelter for my wife quickly. Glancing over his shoulder, the innkeeper thought, couldn't I find a corner somewhere and make a place for her? He shook his head. No, there isn't a place here. There's just, it, there, there's just no room. I'm sorry, he said. There is no room in the inn. It was as if he had struck the man a blow. Almost staggering, the man moved back to the woman and tenderly placed his arm about her. I wonder again this evening, do you see what I see? I see this young couple fulfilling prophecies. I see the prophecy of Isaiah coming to full fruition. I see everything lining up to scripture that was foretold at the fall of mankind. What do you see, pastor? I see 40 and two generations about to be blessed. I see the heavenly choir about to line up and march into Bethlehem. I see the angels bowed in anticipation. What do you see, pastor? I see the plan of redemption about to be signed. <laughs> Woo! My God. I see God about to wrap himself in flesh. I see the heavenly choir performing their last rehearsal before the big concert on earth. What do you see, pastor? I see 400 silent years coming to a close. I see the Old Testament giving way to the New Testament. <laughs> I see a dispensation of grace on the horizon. Woo! Hallelujah. I thank God for grace and mercy. If it had not been for the Lord, where would we be today? I see, I see grace and mercy on the horizon. What do you see, Pastor? I see the angels ask the question, What is man that thou art mindful of him? My God. Whew. I see John the Baptist no longer in the womb, but now leaping in the cradle. I see the cradle and the crown and the cross. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? This is the season for us to rejoice in. This is the season for us to be mindful of Christ Jesus. This is the season that we need to be mindful of what we do when we get together on the 25th. I think it is 25th. 26th. 24th. It's somewhere in there. But when we get together, right? I'm going to look. It's the 25th. When we get together, what do you see? I remember when we when we came to the Lord, there were no more Santa Clauses. Wrecked their world for a little while, but we realized we had been telling them a lie. So then we started helping them understand what Christmas was all about. It wasn't about all these gifts. We would make sure that we told the story of baby Jesus and how he was, uh, how God wrote himself in flesh, planted the seed in inside Mary and how they went, you know, and, and she was not married to him and didn't. So he put her away so she, no one would think she was a bad girl and, you know, all this stuff. And we would go through all that so they would have an understanding. It's not a, 
you know, the wise men brought some kind of gifts, myrrhs and frankincense and things like that, but that, that, that's not what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about a Savior being born and, and brought into this world so that you and I might have salvation. Amen? He was, he was birthed here so that He be, could become the perfect Lamb, the perfect sacrifice for your sins and my sins. And so we made sure that our children and, and uh, that they knew that there was no Santa Claus. I guess if they're online now and they're probably watching, they probably know now. I didn't just wreck your Christmas. But anyway, we didn't lie. I'm just saying, we didn't lie. I didn't lie. When I came to the Lord, I, the Lord pricked my heart. There was not going to be no more talk about the man in the red suit. Leave me some cookies or nothing like that. It was going to be real. Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. And so I am grateful for this day and hour. If you'd stand with me, um, truly uh, good to be in the house of the Lord. And I, I pray that for the next, I, I'm going to give my wife a couple Wednesdays off. She needs a break. Um, and I'm going to try to do my best to kind of keep trying to talk about the birth of Jesus. Amen. Because it's, a, it's important that we understand and know the importance of Jesus. The birth, the birth, right? Him coming. Why we celebrate December. Amen. Well, we, we ask you just to pray for our Sunday service. We look forward to bless you. We're going to pray now. Those online, we're going to pray if you'd stand in your home, wherever you are. Father, we thank you for another evening. We thank you for your word. God, I pray that we see what you see. Lord, that we see your word coming alive. That we see you being the one that is the redeemer, that gives us direction, gives us guidance, oh God. I pray for the Holy Ghost to go with us, oh God, and that you bring us back here on Sunday, Lord God. Lord, with a fire of revival, a fire of worship, a joy of worship, a a joy to worship you, God, and to raise you up, Lord, and lift your name on high. God, that someone might be saved, someone might be healed in Jesus' name. I pray a protection and a covering, Lord, and I ask you to give uh, angels to our side to take us home safe, Lord God. I pray, God, that you keep your hand upon us in Jesus' name. All our prodigals, all our children that are lost, oh God, I pray for their salvation tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. May the Lord richly bless you. Greet one another before you go home, and we'll see you here on Sunday morning. God bless.